Hello, Convention of State podcast listeners. Normally, we reserve this channel for audio versions of our live broadcast, COS Live and the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. But as a bonus, we like to occasionally release some historic legacy audio for your enjoyment. Today, we give you a 2021 speech from U.S. Senator and Convention of States Action Senior Advisor Rick Santorum. This talk was given to a room of about 500 state legislators from across the country. I mean, he has worked tirelessly to make sure your liberties are guarded in the states where they belong. Because of his work, Utah has passed. Utah passed an application for the article, an Article 5 convention. We're very proud of that. Encourage everyone to consider that also. So please join me in welcoming our next speaker, President of uh, Convention of the State, CEO, President Mark Meckler. Thank you guys. Welcome. Glad to be here at ALEC. It was literally back in 2014, the launch of the Convention of States project took place here at ALEC. Mark Levin spoke for us. It was an incredible, heady event. Uh, I expected that within probably by 2016, we would have called the convention. By 17, we would have approved all the amendments and the country would be fixed. You can tell I might have been a little bit naive back then. I got a lot of scars since then, a lot more wisdom since then. And part of it, a big part of it, comes from leading a grassroots organization that has grassroots participants in all 50 states. You might have noticed the photos flashing by on the screen up here. Over 5 million people now participating in Convention of States. Grassroots activists literally in every single state legislative district in the United States of America. Pretty extraordinary that all these people have stepped up into this cause. And the reason they've stepped up into this cause is because they know inherently what all of you in this room know, which is that the country is at stake. Washington, D.C. has failed us. And under no circumstances, regardless of who we elect, and we should continue to do everything we can to elect people we believe in, but under no circumstances will they fix Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. has grown out of control under every administration in American history, with the exception of the Coolidge administration. So it is going to be up to the grassroots in America and them acting through you, the state legislatures, to fix this country. That's how the founders designed it. Another reason that I've garnered wisdom as I've traveled around this country is I've had a chance to meet people who are important people in American history, great people, good people, and one of those people is the man I'm about to introduce. You know, people work their way up through the system. Senator Rick Santorum started as the chief of staff, his first political job, chief of staff in a state legislature for a state senator. So he knows the job. He knows what you guys do. He was elected to Congress. He became a senator. You might know him. A lot of us know him as a presidential candidate. I've come to know Rick Santorum as a friend and a man. And I'll tell you, you get to meet good men and great men in your lifetime. It is rare, in my opinion, to meet a good, great man. Someone who has incredible achievements on their resume, somebody who has achieved national and international notoriety, but when you sit down at a table with them and you hang out, you realize where their heart's at and you realize, I am sitting with a truly good person. Rick is a great man, more importantly, he is a truly good person, and he is the senior advisor to the Convention of States Project. It is my honor and pleasure to introduce Senator Rick Santorum. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the young picture there. That's very nice. Uh, uh, thank you so much. It is really an honor to be back here at ALEC, and I, 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 I want to share with you that uh, you know, I'm a, I was a legislator. I've never been an executive, I've been a legislator, and so by nature, when someone comes up to me and says, I have the grand big idea, you're a legislator. 
you don't pass grand big ideas. I mean, it's just not how it works, right? You, you, you do incremental changes. That's, that's how the process works. And so when someone comes up to me and says, this is this big idea, you say, yeah, not, yeah, well, never gonna happen in America. That's generally the, 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 the response I think most legislators would give when, when, uh, when presented with that idea. That was my response. And so several years ago when it was presented to me, I was running for president again, uh, unfortunately against Donald Trump in, that, in this case. Uh, it was presented to me and I sort of said, you know, it's probably not in the cards. And, and I know you've had speakers up here saying that, saying, you know, hey, maybe a good idea, but you know, can't see how it's gonna work, all these kind of things. And that's how I was. Uh, until I got fired from CNN, and, and so I'm, I'm actually proud of that now, given, given the fact that, thank you. Um, and Mark Meckler came up to me and said, hey, I've got this thing, yeah, I've heard about this, I'm not really sure. And you know why? Because I really didn't take the time to understand it. And, and, and so I wanna give you just a, my journey of, of why I'm standing up here and saying to you as legislators, skeptics all, why this is really a big idea that's actually possible. Why? Because it comes from our founders. Article, you hear Article 5 convention, what does that mean? Well, there are two ways to amend the convention. One, I mean, amend the Constitution. One is the Congress, that's how we've always done it. And the other way is we've never done it. Why do we never do it? Because we never felt the need to do it. Never felt the pressing need that Washington has become so big, so powerful, and the, and the movement toward authoritarianism has never been so clear as we are today. And you can say, well, we're gonna have a good election in 2022. Yeah, we thought that in 2012. We thought that in 1994. Yeah, we'll have a good election. But the movement is inexorable. Why? Because every institution in America is against us. Everyone, higher education, lower education, the news media, Hollywood, everybody is against us. The founders anticipated this. They said, George Mason came in and said, look, there may be a time when Washington gets rid of federalism, starts to accumulate power because that's how these big central governments tend to work. And so we're gonna provide a mechanism for the people through you, the state legislature, to save America and restore the balance of power and federalism that made us the greatest country in the history of the world. So I say to you as, state, as Republican state legislators that you actually have the key. I have so many people come up to me and say, what are we gonna do? Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? Things are so bad, there's just no answer. This is the answer and it was presented to us by the founders. I thought this was a crazy idea, and then I started looking up the constitutional law. Rob Nadelson is here. If you've never read the book or the law of Article 5, read it. If you have any questions, they'll all be answered. And you will be convinced. I was. And I'm a skeptic. This is the answer, and it is possible. You know this. You need 34 states to pass the Convention of States resolution. You say, oh, that's impossible. It's too many. No. We have 31 states controlled by Republicans right now. You don't need the governor to sign this, as you know. So 31 states control, are controlled by Republicans. We have Virginia coming up in a couple years. We're gonna win back Virginia. I live in Virginia. We're gonna win back Virginia. That's 32. I think we can win Minnesota back. Let's, again, we got one, one house, we can win the other. One more state. 
One more state, and then you take this grenade and you pull the pin. Got a live piece of ammo in your hands. 34 states, if every Republican legislator votes for this, we have a constitutional convention. A constitutional convention, again, read the book, that is controlled by the resolution that you all will pass, limited to limiting the power of the federal government. Think about that. A constitutional convention whose sole purpose is to limit the power of the federal government and all 50 states participate and get to vote on proposing amendments to the Constitution to be sent to the states and have the state legislature ratify them. You say, oh, it's, you know, I heard you know, Newt the other day saying, you know, oh, this is, you know, the, no, I love Newt. Newt and I, I was a Newtonian when I came to Congress. We worked together on the contract with America. I wrote the welfare provision of the contract with America. Newt and I ran for president against each other. I've known Newt for years. And Newt's a legislator, very skeptical of big ideas. Although Newt has one every 20 seconds. <laughs> but this isn't Newt's idea. And if you know Newt, that's a problem. So I understand what Newt said. God bless him, I love him. America's a better country because he's been there and because he's still here. But he's wrong on this one. And anybody who takes a serious look at this, and I would say to any of you who are skeptics out there, it's because you haven't looked at it. I can say that with 100% confidence. It's because you haven't studied it. This is possible. This isn't something that can happen 10 years from now. This didn't happen in two years, right at the time when our country needs it the most. We had a huge win, I think, yesterday in the United States Supreme Court. How did that happen? It happened because for the last, in my opinion, 25 years, people in the pro-life movement did the blocking and tackling necessary for this, to ha for this day to come. No one. No one, five years ago, three years ago, uh, maybe three, five years ago would have said that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. No one in this room, no one. And I believe it's gonna happen in June. Now that's a big load on all of your shoulders because now, now the grenade is in your hands. But how did it happen? Because people didn't give up. They had every reason to give up. Every reason. Every institution was against us. You were ridiculed and vilified. I know. I was one of those warriors out there taking the arrows in the front and the back. And every... But we kept fighting. Why? Because we knew it was important. We knew that America can never be a great country if we don't respect life, everything is poisoned from that root. America cannot be a great country, will never be successful going forward unless we restore federalism. Federalism, where people can, I, I was on Good Morning San Diego this morning, and I talked about he, the, the, the person they were talking about, all the people leaving California, I said, yeah, that's how federalism works. We're united by a certain set of goals and principles that we can all agree on. That's not as much the case anymore, but it used to be. 
like we're endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, and we're for equality of opportunity, all those basic things that we all agreed to. But each state was different. Each community was different. And we were okay with that. We didn't need someone in Washington to tell us everybody has to believe the same thing. That's, that's destructive of this country. This country works because we allow differences. We allow people to move to where they feel most comfortable. If you don't want to pay taxes, move to Texas or Tennessee or South Dakota, right? You don't want to pay income taxes, go. That's okay. As long as we all agree on the general principles that unite us. Our founders understood that when they were drafting the Constitution. They celebrated the individuality of the states and communities. We need to get back to that, but we can't. We can't unless we change the structure. Washington is not going to fix Washington. Guaranteed. I've been there, I know it, it won't work. Don't ask them to fix anything. They are afraid, mostly of you and the people of this country anymore. You have to do it. Think about this, as state legislatures, you have the ability to change, do more to change Washington, D.C. than any member of Congress or even the president. Think about that. Think about the opportunity you have right now, right now, to do something about that. At a time when hope is so remote, people are losing hope. They feel powerless. This is the opportunity the founders gave you, state legislators. They gave you the power to fix this country. With all due respect, how dare you not try? How dare you in the face of what's going on in this country? And you all know in your guts or just ruinous of this great country. How dare that you, who have the opportunity to use what the founders gave you, entrusted you as the failsafe. You are the last line. I know many of you have done it, and I know many of you are on board. Maybe all of you are. But we gotta get this done. Not 10 years from now, now. Give people hope. Give people a channel to take that energy, anger. You see it all over the place, the division. Give them a cause to unite behind, to get excited about that yes, they can make a difference. Not in Washington, we don't need Washington. We got peer. We got Montpelier, we got Albany, got Harrisburg. They can change things, just like our founders intended. God bless you. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod. Thank you for listening.